Welcome. Hi. I'm Mickey and this is Wikipedia, where I sit down and chat to doctors, professors, athletes, practitioners and experts in their fields related to health, nutrition, fitness and well-being. And I'm delighted that you're here. Morning everyone. Hope you're having a great week. Now, for those of you who've been following me on social media would have seen that I'm not overly au fait on the supplement side of things and that, you know, it takes me a while to get into the habit. But one of the things which I have been taking on the back of my interview with today's guest is black currant supplements or currants as they're known. So today I'm super excited to bring to you my conversation that I had with Fleur Cushman from currents.co.nz. Now black currant supplements are not all the same and there is something special about the way that they are growing in New Zealand which Fleur and I talk all about that enhances the ability of the black currant supplement to influence and manipulate health. And Fleur Cushman is the director, is one of the directors of currents.co.nz and we dive all around how she got involved in the Currens supplement production, how she ended up in the UK as the director of Health Currency Limited, which is the company, but more importantly, the amount of time, effort and resources that they are contributing to clinical trials which assess the efficacy of black currants as a supplement, as the currants supplement for health and sport performance, which is just super exciting. And I've followed a few athletes over the years who absolutely swear by them. And Fleur and I talk a lot about that in today's episode as well. So Fleur Cushman is the founder of Health Currency Limited and she grew up under the life-shaping influence of her father who was a natural health pioneer and visionary, Mike Cushman. And he was the one that changed the face of natural healthcare industry in the Southern Hemisphere with his clinician's range of vitamins and mineral supplements. Equally, anyone that follows me on social media knows that I'm a big fan of the clinician's range, particularly their vitamin D and K supplement. So it was her father that actually brought the quickly developing New Zealand black current story to Fleur's attention and as a result, Health Currency was launched with Currens NZ, the flag bearing first to market product of the New Zealand black current kind in the UK, which was launched in February 2014 and obviously it is now widely available. Fleur has lived in the UK for over 20 years and until forming Health Currency she was in fact a sports journalist and editor at a leading national paper based in London. So Fleur and I talk all about the, as I said, inception of currents, of what health benefits the clinical trials have found and why this might be the case and also what the sport performance benefits are as well. We take a deep dive into the literature around that and also what's next on the agenda in terms of scientific trials looking at black currant supplements. So this was such a good talk and I learned so much from Fleur and the trials and the science that we talk about in the interview today you can find over on the show notes for today's podcast and you can find 
any of that information yourself if you just jump on currens.co.nz or currens.co.uk where they have a special section looking at the health and the sport performance implications of black currants and that is backed by that evidence-based research which we come to rely on so much in terms of our overall knowledge of what works and what doesn't work and I tell you what it's pretty convincing as you'll hear in the interview. So, without further delay, please enjoy this conversation that I have with Fleur Cushman. Kia ora Fleur, Kiwi girl in London. How are you? Or just out of London? Kia ora, I'm, I'm very well, Mickey. Thanks very much for having me on your show today. Oh, I am just stoked to talk to you, um, in part because... One, you're a Kiwi in London, and I always get a bit of a kick out of, you know, chatting to people abroad. Um, but also, obviously, with the topic at hand, um, and we're going to kind of dive deep into black currants and their potential health benefits and, and just all of the information that has emerged over the last 10 years with regards to research around that. Um, that's another thing I'm so excited to chat about because it's such an interesting field, Fleur. It is, Mickey. It's been a real journey, and um, yeah, there's there's lots to cover today, um, and uh, yeah, so so let's get into it. So I've got to say, Fleur, that I'm not one to kind of buy into superfoods per se. You know, I think that label is kind of kind of thrown around quite a bit. However, my interest in black currants were peaked when a mate of mine, Andrew, who is a lecturer down in Massey Uni, which I hope to have a conversation with him sometime in the near future about his area of interest, he texts me and he goes, mate, have you seen the new the supplement currants? And he then went on to say that he suffers really bad allergies, actually. And what he noticed, and it impacts negatively on his running. He's unable to run because he just can't breathe properly. Right. He started taking black currants and he noticed an immediate effect. And that's when I thought, you know what? There might be something in the idea that black currants could almost deserve their superfood kind of label. Um, and that was, you know, a couple of years ago. And so I dived a little bit into the literature and saw that actually for many years prior, there is this emerging research to suggest that there are things about black currants that make them particularly special as far as what they can kind of do in the diet. Fleur, how did you happen upon black currants? What's your history here? I look, I've lived in the UK for 24 years now, Mickey, and my first career was as a horse racing journalist and I edited a newspaper in the UK called um, The Racing Post Weekender, and that was my first love. Um, but be behind that, my you know, I've got a family background steeped in natural health care and pharmacy. Um, my late father, Mike Cushman, um, alerted me to the potential of New Zealand black currants. Um, and, and look, Dad was a, a real visionary pharmacist in New Zealand with a special interest in natural health care, which was really unusual, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And he kind of was a real um, pioneer and... and um, leading light in terms of helping people achieve great health outcomes naturally without resorting to medication. Um, and he saw some really early emerging research, um, actually, that was coming out of the New Zealand Plant and Food Research Institute. 
And at the time, of course, I was heavily involved in horse racing, but I've got a special interest in, in performance and nutrition. And he identified um, an opportunity to become a potential distributor of a New Zealand black currant uh, product for horses to mm. help them recover from, from training and competition. Um, so that was the start of it, really. And I came home in 2011 and Dad and I went on this amazing road trip to the South Island. I, I live in the North Island and we, we did this great road trip down to the South Island to visit the black currant growers. And and for three, four days, we talked about nothing else except black currants. And at the time, there was no one doing any um, research into its potential application for sports performance. Mm -hmm. There was very little research that we were aware of at the time that was being done on, on muscle recovery. But Dad identified it, a lot of potential health applications for it. Um, and the, the reason why Mickey is it, and you have, you know, you have identified that they are special. And the reason is because they have one of the highest densities of polyphenol compounds called anthocyanin mm. of any berry fruit. And berry fruit uh, have the highest concentrations of these really important micronutrients in our diet. Um, and chiefly in black currants they are powerful antioxidants mm -hmm. they improve blood flow mm -hmm. and they have anti-inflammatory properties so your friend andrew who um i believe suffered terribly with hay fever um he was experiencing the natural anti-inflammatory benefits that black currants confer mm. so they just help in those they help dampen those allergenic responses um and so he's you know, we've we've come to discover this through the course of making currants and selling it to customers and hearing their feedback. And and yes, so the hay fever and the allergy is is one benefit, and that's because of their natural anti-inflammatory um, properties. So I think you know because they do that, they have these three. That's the whole, I call it the holy trilogy in mm. terms of you know promoting health. You you know it's an antioxidant. It's, an, it's a natural anti-inflammatory and it helps promote blood flow. So yeah. in terms of the pillars of health, they're really good for supporting your health. And also it's those three things that have led it to become a new discovery as an ergogenic aid in sport. Yeah. And Fleur, like, you know, I go to the research for currants and they talk about them being uh, grown in the, um, you know, down the South Island in Canterbury in the unique New Zealand environment. What is it about the New Zealand environment that might potentiate some of what you find with the black currants? Absolutely. And it's an excellent question, Mickey. And the New Zealand factor is critical to the specialness of New Zealand black currants. Um, and the reason for that is our strong ultraviolet sunlight. Mm. So know that we burn like crazy at home and um you know the, the 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 power of the sun is one of the secrets to the power of black current because the so the bioactive that we talk about the anthocyanin that's actually the the purple pigment in the mm. skin of the fruit so of course it's it's like getting a suntan you know that the more exposure that you have to sun the stronger the tan that you get and of course our black currants you know, uh, are subjected to some of the, you know, the the strongest ultraviolet sunlight in the world. Mm. Um, and that's the reason that our black currants have such an amazingly high density of these really important compounds. Um, so as as, a, as an example, if you look at, we have a, there's an ultraviolet index and from a scale of one to 
2020 being high in the height of summer in the UK, which is also a black current producer, mm. you know, the strongest of sunlight would reach on that scale is about eight. But mm. in New Zealand, it's 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So that's the main reason, Mickey, but also black currants also need really cold winters yeah. as well to fruit in, in the summer. So, you know, in the South Island of New Zealand, we've got this perfect growing environment for, for these fruit. And, um, you know, we also produce black currants for juices and cordials but we actually use different varieties um, of black currant to produce uh, currants because there are some varieties that are particularly high in anthocyanin but they're not a great tasting berry or they don't have a very good juicing quality so yeah there's a bit of a difference there so are you guys the suppliers of the like the Geraldine's black currant juice and that kind of is, is it is it the Barkers? Is that who? Yeah, so, so the Barkers, they'll be buying their um, their berries from farmers who are, are developing and growing, you know, really good juicing varieties of black currants. Mm. Um, but we don't we don't use those same varieties. So yeah. uh, we use we use different ones. So um, I would say that you know while they might be grown on the same farms, we use different varieties. Yeah. Okay, Fleur. So. Someone could drink blackcurrant juice of the same, you know, fruit variety, which actually they probably can't because it sounds to me like, you know, different berries are used for different purposes. How many blackcurrants would it take to get the amount of anthocyanins that someone might find in a currants capsule? It's about a, a generous handful of of blackcurrants. So, you know, it's, an, it's, it's quite a big dose, but it's a normal physiological dose that you would have. And it's it's... Good that you've touched on this, Mickey, because um, one thing that a lot of people don't don't realise is that they're probably not having enough purple fruit and vegetables in their diet. So, mm. that, you know, purple fruit and vegetables that have these purple compounds and black currants have the highest density of all of them. So they have about twice, or at least twice the density of blueberries, for example, and everyone considers blueberries to be kind of top of the superfood pile. But um you know, black currants just happen to possess the highest density yeah. um, of fruit and vegetables. And, and you know, a lot of individuals are trying to live a healthy life and eat a balanced diet, um, but often despite best efforts, it seems they're still deficient in anthocyanin and they're not aware of it. Yeah. You know, we're told to eat the rainbow, um, but, you know, are you eating purples every day? And, you know, some scientists in the UK now are actually saying we should be eating two purple a day because of the the high health value that they have. Um, so, yes, so a handful of fresh New Zealand grown black currants would have about 100 milligrams of anthocyanin, mm. which is what you would get from a, a capsule of currants. But in terms of looking at what the actual intake is across the world, and, and I must admit I haven't seen any clinical data for anthocyanin intake in New Zealand, mm. but I know in Australia it's about three milligrams a day. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. In America, it's as low as one milligram a day up to 10 milligrams a day. And in Europe, it's about 40 to 80 milligrams a day. And a lot of the European figures are actually bolstered by the fact that they're big red wine drinkers. Yeah. Um, but it's still a long way off what you would get from a handful of black currants and, you know, the health benefits that we see from that level of dose. Yeah, that's so interesting because I'm trying to think of how it super challenging it might be to actually get what you need if you're not going to include something like this in your diet right this is it yeah no, this is it. and and I think the thing too is there are no official guidelines on what our daily anthocyanin intake 
should be, but mm. it's definitely the scientific opinion that as a society as a whole as a whole we aren't eating enough of them. Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at the recommended dietary intake values or nutrient reference values, I'm sorry, for both New Zealand and Australia, you've got the RDIs of particular nutrients, but then you've got another category called suggested dietary targets where and I don't know how often this is updated probably not that often just given that's you know that there's not a real focus on kind of nutrition actually through you know New Zealand and Australia government and I don't know how different or similar it is in the UK but um they look at focusing on particularly in nutrients that help reduce cardiovascular disease, that help reduce risk of overall chronic disease, and that help optimize, um, they say, longevity. Um, and certainly omega-3 fatty acids are up there, yep. um, but there's nothing else in that other kind of phytochemical uh, arena, such as anthocyanins, yet there's so much research in it. I just find that really interesting. Yeah, I think, Mickey, that, you know, you go back 15 years and there wasn't a huge amount of, of research on anthocyanins and polyphenols. Mm. And it's really only in the last 10 years that actually interest in this topic has exploded. Mm. And there is a mountain of evidence showing their health benefits. Mm. Um, and look, we were the first people to investigate the application for New Zealand Black Current for sports performance. Mm. And as a result of that, that's really put New Zealand Black Currents on the international sports nutrition map. Um, and there is also, and a lot of people don't know this, did you know there's a health claim for New Zealand black currants in New Zealand? No. There you go. So, uh, yes, so New Zealand black currants have a health claim for reducing, and it's a mouthful, exercise-induced oxidative stress, um, which is basically it supports the New Zealand black currant scientific case for recovery. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. It is, and it because it takes an awful lot to achieve a health claim. So um, it was driven by a New Zealand government uh, remit to um, look at the you know fruits and vegetables grown in New Zealand, identify you know a high performing uh, category of fruit. They identified black currant, and um, after ten years of research and millions of dollars worth of of funding. Um, you know, we've got this amazing health claim now for New mm. Zealand black currants, and it's it's very difficult to achieve that for a natural product as well. And I think it's only about the second or third in New Zealand to to, to achieve that. So, um, so that's that's fantastic. And uh, but I think you know the black currant really suffers from a lack of awareness. People just don't don't understand and aren't aware of of all of the research behind it and and all of the great things that are happening and it's also great for the New Zealand black currant industry because it's small you know and um yeah demand is really growing now it's it's really awesome to see how internationally you know there's a real demand for our premium fruit can we keep up with the demand Fleur so we can um we we unfortunately are hostage to the weather conditions you know it's a natural product and harvest uh depends on you know whether or not we've had a good spring and summer um and you know in the last couple of years there have been weather events such as tornadoes and hailstorms and that kind of thing that have mm. affected the, the harvest so i think you know some years we have you know really great bounty and, and we can bank the fruit and take that into the next year but i think this year we, we might be a bit tight on supply um Oh, yes, we're getting our orders in early. <laughs> so I'm thinking, right, that Hawke's Bay, uh, Bay of Plenty, 
they share similar like the Canterbury Plains do you know they have sort of hot dry summers and they have really cold winters are they other kind of places where people might look to kind of grow if anyone wanted to get into the industry curious yeah, I would be if I had a farm I would be planting black currants right now that's what <laughs> I can say um but yes I mean look, the the um black currant growers are mainly concentrated in the South Island uh, largely in Canterbury some in Nelson and I don't know of any commercial growers in the North Island but why I don't know because obviously you've identified you know some areas that do get really cold winters and could be suitable um I think you know the black currants don't mind snow and yeah. That's, you know, part and parcel of those, you know, South, South Island winters. Yeah. Well, there you go, people. If you're looking for a side hustle, it looks like black currants. Up my... Maybe I should move down to the Hawke's Bay and start a black currant farm, actually. It'd be amazing. Um, Fleur, if we can actually go back to that health claim and, you know, one of the topics I'm really interested in is to talk to you about the sport performance benefits of black currants before we move on to the health benefits, because obviously same mechanisms are at play. Um, and I found it really interesting looking at the research because I did a seminar for um, ACNIM last year and I talked about the benefits of black currants as in a new and emerging uh, a supplement because it, it certainly doesn't go, you know, if you look at the categories for which supplements have ergogenic aid and which don't and there's it's classified into lots of in, lots of evidence, limited evidence, no evidence, black currants aren't even on the list. But I don't think it's because there's no efficacy, because as I'm looking at the studies, um, I may have seen one where there was no potential benefit from taking blank currents. But every other study looking at different sports, different distances have found a clear benefit. If we go back to the health claim that you just mentioned, the exercise induced oxidative stress, can you chat to us about what the studies have found and the practical kind of what people can do to help to, to um, experience that benefit? Yeah, sure, sure. So the health claim has shown that um, by taking black current, it helps to reduce exercise-induced oxidative stress. Mm. And it also increases the immune system responses and um, helps support the immune system to repair and accelerate recovery. And like in a meaningful sense, you know, if you go and belt yourself at the gym one day and you're not trained um, and you're not accustomed to it, guess what? The next day you're going to be very, very sore and yeah. you're likely for what we all know as DOMS, delayed mm. onset muscle soreness. And the practicality of using black current is that it it's help, helps reduce all the damaging free radicals that you generate as a result of your exercise. Mm. Um, and it increases your blood flow, so it also helps clear your metabolic byproducts. So essentially you just recover more quickly. Yeah. Um, and you don't suffer so much. So that, you know, it's brilliant. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get into exercise or if you're an elite athlete mm. you know recovery is everything and yeah. recovery properly is everything and doing it nutritionally um you know is is kind of the golden rule isn't it food yeah. first yeah um using black currants will just help you cope with the rigors of of exercising recover more quickly it will increase the quality of your training sessions and you can do more but it helps stop you from going into that overtraining syndrome yeah where you have that increased load of oxidative stress and inflammation mm. so it helps just manage all of those processes in the right way 
at the right time. And as a result of that health claim research, the scientists have also found, and this is one of the really cool, I mean, there are lots of cool things about black currants, but this is one of the really cool things that I love is that, as you'll know, Mickey, one of the big conversations in sports nutrition is that you shouldn't use antioxidant supplements when you're in building stages of your training regime because they say, you know, having observed studies on the effects of high doses of vitamin C and E, that it blocks those adaptive processes, which yes. is not what you want when you're trying to get fitter and stronger. And the thing about antioxidants is about the antioxidants in black currant is they work in a different way. So they're not a direct antioxidant like C and E, but they actually uh, stimulate the body's natural antioxidant systems. Mm. So doing is you still get enough oxidative stress as a result of your exercise to stimulate those downstream adaptive events and it's actually enhancing them it's not blocking them yeah and there's there's a couple of papers that have come out that are supporting this theory which is really interesting so you know the black current is helping to enhance all of the benefits that you get from exercise in a yeah. nutshell yeah and i um i th- I believe I saw one of those papers last year looking at the ergogenic rowing um, exercise and showing a change in the neutrophils and that our body is working harder to, to overcome that stress. And there was that suggestion that actually this is a different mechanism that what you'd normally find um, if you were to take, say, vit- high-dose vitamin C or high-dose vitamin E and how that dampens down the, our body doing the work. But this is just helping our body do the work. Right. It's helping. They, 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 the scientists are saying it's helping prime the body for exercise. So yeah. it's creating, you know, this micro environment to help support the body cope with all of the rigors of, of, of the stress from exercise and to get the beneficial adaptations from it. Yeah. Amazing. And um, with regards to dosages and, and things like that, Fleur, is there a recommendation for when we should take something like currants and, and how much? Yes, certainly. So what we know is if to get the full-blown benefits of black currant with exercise, you really need to take it about two hours before your session. Mm-hmm. So it takes about two hours to be absorbed into, into the body and into the bloodstream and to get that um, you know um, response and blood flow and everything else that it's doing. So you take it before exercise. Um, and we we know that one capsule is you know it's a good it's a it's a dose for an adult up to about 70 75 kilos yeah but then the higher dose for if you're you know in a higher weight range um and we're, we're seeing in our research we look we started off with a one capsule dose which mm-hmm. is the kind of dosing that the health claim was also based on um but what we're seeing now is actually a higher dose can be more beneficial for um, improving sports performance, for increasing your cardiovascular responses in the body um, and increasing your fat oxidation responses as well. So you, you'll definitely get a result with one, but we're finding that actually it is it is a bit better with two and even three. And in the elite world, they tend to use higher doses. So, you know, but it's got a really high safety level. So, you know, using a higher dose, um, you know, won't have a negative impact at all. 
Yeah, and um, you must have been pretty thrilled to see that Dougal over the weekend, Dougal Allen, just took out the uh, coast to coast. And I know he's a massive proponent of currents and he really does um, attribute a lot of his ability to stay on top of his training, to not go into that overtraining um, uh, state is because, or not only does he have a pretty decent diet, but he also supplements with currents. He does. So Karen's is the only supplement that Dougal uses. Mm. And the thing that, the thing that's great about Dougal is, um, you know, he, he really embraces a, a health philosophy, a food first philosophy, but he is also, you know, a, a, a research guy. Yeah. So the whole conversation with Dougal started, I think it was about mid 2017. And we, you know, talked about the research and, you know, as with everything with, with athletes, it's about the acid test. Does it make you feel better? Yeah. Is it helping you cope with your training load and is it helping your performance and your health status? So, um, so Dougal's been using it for quite a few years now and it was a thrill, you know, I think he had podiumed in the coast to coast, I think it was about six or seven times, but it was the kind of the monkey on his back. He was desperate to win it. So it was um, a real thrill that he won that in 2019 using Curran's. Um, and he was runner up to Sam Clark last year, who was also using Curran's. <laughs> and then he won it this year, which is great. And and um, obviously he was using Curran's and so was Sam Manson, who was second. So, you know, the, it's become a, um, a great event for us. And, and look, you know, it's just wonderful to have um, an elite athlete like Dougal, you know, within the team because he he's such a great ambassador and it's wonderful seeing him go out and fulfill his potential. Absolutely. and But you know what I love as well, Fleur, is that from a, a clinician um, perspective is that you do have these guys like Dougal who are up there um, giving it their all with regards to their sport and really succeeding. And yet you've also got, you know, people like my mate Andrew, who in his everyday life is really experiencing those health benefits of um, of currents. But as I, you know, have looked through the literature and I get your news updates um, every month, I think they come through every month, and um, I get continually excited by what I'm seeing in the, um, in the chronic disease space, actually. So we talked about the whole allergy thing and the potential to maybe reduce inflammation in the airways. Um, I assume that's kind of what's going on there. Um, can you chat to me about um, the potential benefit of black currants for the um, for blood sugar regulation, for insulin sensitivity, and things like that? No, certainly, Mickey. So. Um... There's already been quite a lot of work on anthocyanin posting strongly that they help manage uh, glucose and they help um, promote appropriate insulin responses. And last year we uh, published a study in the UK that was performed by Liverpool John Moores University um, in their health sciences department. And they investigated the effect of one week's intake of using currents on overweight and obese individuals in free living conditions. Mm. Um, and they found that the one week improved insulin sensitivity 22%. Um, and it lowered obesity-driven inflammation by 24%, mm. and it helped reduce post-meal blood sugar levels by 9%. Mm. So um, it it's a really exciting finding because that was just one week. Yeah. And 
you know these these um, improvements you know these are normally only seen after a lot of diet and exercise intervention yeah so um, and I think the thing is about overweight individuals is that they typically develop chronic inflammation Mm. which insulin resistance and poor blood flow Mm. Um, so it was really interesting to see that Currens was lowering that inflammation marker so profoundly in a week Um, and that set that inflammation marker that we measured in the study comes from the liver and um, that can influence insulin sensitivity so the change that we saw in the study is indicating that in just a short period of eight days that currens appears to be really improving insulin sensitivity in the liver and the thing about insulin is it also controls fat storage Mm. so if you have appropriate you know insulin responses it helps you manage your weight and the thing is um if if you're not having appropriate insulin responses you won't lose weight very easily you just keep gaining it Mm. so this kind of really big conversation around you know metabolic dysfunction um and you know the other thing is um people who are overweight or have metabolic disorder also really struggle to burn fat they have the poorest rates of fat burning yeah um and so it you know there's kind of like this this horrible cycle when it's you know your health status is reducing because Mm. of the the obesity the inflammation the oxidative stress and the blood flow and the fat burning so Mm. um so what we've seen in our other studies which i'll also talk about is that we've found that currents as one of the mechanisms that we've found behind its sports performance properties it enhances fat burning for some reason and we think it's the effect on blood flow black current mm. makes the body favor fat as fuel and really excitingly we've found out um in our part we, we published studies last year showing that guess what it's really good for improving fat burning in trained athletes mm tested it in men and women but it's even more effective in people who are have who are overweight and have the poorest rates of fat burning so in one study the person who had the poorest rate of fat burning ended up increasing his rates by 106 percent amazing i mean it is a really exciting finding and the scientists have been theorizing for quite a few years now i mean we perform these studies in healthy individuals Mm. but they they believe that it will be even more effective in, in unhealthy people and and we're just starting to see that come through yeah. um so it's you know it's it's interesting because people are told to reduce their risk of developing these metabolic disorders through diet and exercise which have poor success rates you know it's hard sticking to quite a strict regime and, mm. and getting on weight goal but it's interesting that you know just taking two capsules of a natural food supplement it takes no effort at all and it can you know really help support your metabolic health and affect a change so fleur obviously with the um the mechanisms that black currents have in the system with regards to the inflammation and the blood glucose lowering um, potential and the insulin sensitivity are there any contraindications with any medications that some people may have so Mickey, um, we haven't seen any contraindications with regards to those um, physiological functions, but because it does have an effect on blood flow, we tell people not to use it with blood thinners. 
Um, and I think, you know, we've had one customer report that he had a nosebleed and he was on warfarin. So, so we advise against that. If you are on medication, we always, always say, please check with your doctor first. Mm. Because as a company, we can't run a study against every medication to see if it has a contraindication. And at the end of the day, it's exactly the same as having a handful of black currants in your breakfast. So it is a normal food source. Um, and the other thing is that there is science indicating that women in the final trimester of pregnancy should not have polyphenols they should reduce their polyphenol intake so we have aligned ourselves to that research because black currant is a polyphenol and we tell yeah. women to use it in their final trimester of pregnancy and is that because of that blood thinning effect it actually has um, a reverse effect on blood flow to the fetus so okay. it impairs blood flow and nutrient delivery to the baby so it's I don't understand why but it has it does a reverse a reverse turn on that property yeah it's so interesting as well because I you know as a again as a practitioner I see this as a tool that people could start to use that will start to make these metabolic changes which then actually does make diet and exercise so much easier because you get these initial wins um you when you improve your insulin sensitivity and you improve your fat burning suddenly you've got more fuel to burn you've got actually got more energy you're more likely to want to go out and do the exercise which you know overall from a, a habit perspective is you know that's the real foundation of it um that's such an exciting finding fleur and with regards to uh the athletic story if I just kind of switch back into that athlete um um uh picture what were the studies you know what type of tests and stuff were the um were conducted and and what kind of athletes were you working with with that study so with the fat burning research um we do um double blind placebo control kind of your gold standard clinical Mm. trial design studies um, and we, it, it actually came to light in our first performance study, which was a cycling study um, um, in a 16-kilometer yeah. time trial. And that threw up that it was having an effect on what they call substrate use. So it was influencing the fat oxidation yeah. in that test. And that was done on cyclists. And most of our studies are done on, you know, recreationally active or trained or highly trained mm. individuals. Um, and so from there, we saw that it was improving fat, fat oxidation by about 27%, and it was having an effect at your low intensity range and your moderate in- yeah. intensity range. Um, and so from there, we, um, we've we done a study in trained female mm-hmm. cyclists over two hours. And look, you know, not, not everyone would necessarily do a two-hour cycle ride, you know, every day of the week. Um, but that study was done in females and it was an important study for us because we'd, we'd seen the mm. effect in males and we'd done some dosing studies would you know used men to look at the effect using one capsule two capsules three capsules mm. and um but females have a higher rate of fat burning so we were mm. like wow it's doing great things with men what is it going to do with the women yeah and and we found a higher um, improvement again. So it jumped from about 27% in the men up to about 30% in the women. So confirm what we thought that because females have a higher rate of fat burning that it would, of course, elicit this, this outcome. Um, and, yeah. it, and then we've moved into, well, you know, 
um, the World Health recommendation is to exercise for 30 minutes a day. So we've done a study investigating, you know, the effect of black currant in 30 minutes of brisk walking. And what we looked at, well, what happens after one week and does it have a better effect after two weeks? And we found that actually it does. So um, it improves, you know, this was a study in men and it improved fat burning 11% after one week, but 17% after two weeks. So we've, it's kind of opening the path to go right we need to look at these longer and longer term intervention studies because we're getting really significant results from quite short-term intake and from the plant and food research they have shown that actually the uh, the health benefits particularly on oxidative stress are you know just getting going after week one but at five weeks they are improved again and significantly and I think it's like any healthy eating habit Mickey you know you need to do something healthy every single day yeah and taking it once or periodically isn't going to have that you know effect on your health overall as if you did it consistently and you did it daily or every second day Mm. so no, so this is what the scientists are saying. It's like any healthy habit, you need to have it regularly. Yeah. Do the cells saturate with regards to the amount of anthocyanins? Is, or, um, yeah, how does that work? Because I know, for example, with creatine, it takes 14 days to saturate the cells. Like, do we know anything about that with regards to the anthocyanins? So we're, we're looking into this. So what we know is that if you, t- if you have some black currant, the anthocyanins, you know, peak after two hours and then after eight hours, eight hours, they're really dipping away and they're being metabolized out of the body. Mm. But what we are finding that um, to get the benefits, actually loading and regular use is far, far better. Yeah. So um, for fat burning, you need to have it every day. Yeah. Every second day will not have any effect. Yeah. Interesting. But if you have for to get a cardiovascular response, actually you can get away with having it every second day. Yeah. Um, for sports performance, loading for seven days is the best strategy. Okay. So yeah, so there, there, there. You know, are some rules around using it uh, for recovery. It's brilliant just using it on the day. Yeah. Uh, you'll still get a really good result, but you'll get a better result if you use it regularly. Yeah. Okay. And I just, you know, from the athlete perspective, anything that is going to help increase fat oxidation is is for the endurance athlete which is where it's important um it will delay that glycogen use you know and so you're you're basically you're sparing glycogen for later on in 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 an event for example where that's where intensity ramps up that's where you really need to um kind of nail your fuel use if you like so that is super exciting and then and you know, from a from a kind of a gen pop perspective in a population whereby um, you know it's not about um, fuel use for activity per se, what's this benefit of increasing fat oxidation? Because I, you know, that doesn't necessarily always translate into fat loss, but where is this health benefit? Yeah, so I th- I think you know it, it helps you stabilize mm. your. Your glucose; it makes you less reliant on your on your glucose, and you know it's a it's a it's a good clean source of energy Mm. um, in terms of using your fat, and it's very good for for you know if in in terms of endurance, if you can increase your fat oxidation, yeah, that's really beneficial. Yeah, Um, 
And, you know, I think you identified it really well, Mickey, that, you know, this has a real effect on fatigue. If you can spare your carbohydrate and your glycogen stores mm. until the end when you need it for that final push, that's really important. So if you can tap into your fat reserves and use that, um, you know, it helps promote endurance and it helps spare that carbohydrate for the final end. And, and it's worth mentioning one when we published the cycling study, the first performance study we did, one thing that really struck the scientists was that when you look at the 16 kilometer time trial, unusually the athletes in the study, they went fastest of all at the end. Oh, amazing. So it's a real effect on fatigue mm. and also allowing athletes to cope with a higher concentration of lactate. Yeah, yeah. That, I was going to ask about that. So does that change? So it's just changing the tolerance of the the lactate more than anything else in that space? Yeah, I think it, it is helping tolerance to it. But across all of the, what we've seen is, you know, across all of the intensity ranges mm. of the entire spectrum, it is helping, re- the, the body is producing less lactate, yeah. which effect on fatigue and of course the more glycogen you burn through the more it contributes to your fatigue factors Mm. plugging into your fat reserves it just helps offset that and um so it's it's another piece of this you know quite complex but really fascinating puzzle of of what black current is doing to the fatigue mechanism yeah um, you know and the and the fat oxidation story it's it's amazing that it's having such an effect and, and the scientists are, are saying it's having one of the most potent fat burning effect of any polyphenol that they've found yeah and the other berries don't do it to the same degree of black currant so mm. not all berry is equal and, and black currant just happens to be you know proving um really effective yeah yes yeah, so interesting and i really loved how you mentioned that when we use fat as a fuel source it's less metabolically taxing on the body you know so because we know that um, when you rely on your blood sugar and you rely on carbohydrate, you do create more metabolic waste just by using it as an energy source. So by being able to burn fat from a health perspective, you're actually, that's just helping enhance those health benefits of having the, the anthocyanins or the bit currents. Absolutely. No, absolutely, Mickey. Um, so I do want to ask, and I know, and I, 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 don't know if there's been any research or any kind of you know pondering this space but obviously you know we're in COVID times I guess the things which increase overall mortality rates is that cytokine storm all that inflammation yeah. that can occur for someone who is who has COVID. Fleur like have you given any thought has there been any discussion in and around the potential application of something like currents um, in that treatment um, in a prevention space Anything that you want to share there? Well, I think, um, Mickey, you know, our research group hasn't done um, a whole lot of work on immunity at all, but there are definitely interest research groups around the world who have been. Mm. And uh, there was a really interesting paper that came out. It was, I think it was late 2020, uh, late 2019. And it was entitled The Antiviral and Antibacterial Activities of an Extract of Black Currants. Mm. And they found that blackcurrant extract showed definite potential for use as a disinfectant and antiseptic agent mm. to prevent influenza infection. And they concluded that blackcurrant could offer a mild and natural prophylactic against these viruses. So there is 
more work to be done but what the science has shown so far is that um, that current actually helps to um, inhibit absorption mm. of viruses onto cell surfaces by up to 95 percent mm. it impairs viral growth and it impairs the release by infected scout cells as well now obviously this hasn't been tested on covid mm. so i'm not making that connection but this one study that was a japanese study um, showed that a new zealand black current solution was tested on different strains of influenza including the new 2009 and 10 pandemic swine flu mm. which we're all familiar with mm. hong kong flu um influenza type b and russian flu which is actually resistant to the flu vaccine and it found these really compelling findings for the antiviral properties of new zealand black currant extract mm. so um and we were actually accepted into a covid clinical trial in patients with advanced covid um, in a hospital university in iran so the first study i spoke about um, was co-authored by a doctor in the university and I contacted him earlier last year and um, we, we talked about doing a clinical trial. But of course, with all of the international transport shutting down across the world, we couldn't actually get product to him, mm. even though we wanted to do it. Um, and it became an impossibility to, to get the product into the trial. But there's certainly that interest. And I think, you know, just talking from a, you know, a customer perspective and, a you know, when we went into lockdown in the UK uh, last March. You know, we saw a flight to the product from our existing customer base because one of the most common pieces of feedback is that people just stay well on the product and they don't pick up the normal infections that, yeah. that they would without the product. And so people recognised that this was a good thing that would help their immunity. And we saw, you know, really, you know, good support for the product. Um, so it's... You know, it's certainly interesting in, 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 in that respect, but I think, you know, when we're coming back to the conversation around COVID, oxidative, uh, oxidative stress and inflammation are key drivers yeah. in this virus. They really are. And the problem is, you know, we're seeing that people who are obese and have diabetes and metabolic syndrome, they're the ones most, most at risk of COVID because their fat cells are acting as a reservoir for the COVID viral. Mm. viral load. So they experience aggravated system, uh, you know, um, symptoms because of their higher body mass. And, um, you know, people who, who are overweight and obese, their their immune system is always turned on because obesity drives inflammation. So these individuals, you know, suffer from immune fatigue. Mm. So then when something like COVID comes along, their immune system can't switch on and mount that crescendo response that you need for the immune system to A, recognize it and B, fight it. Mm. So it kind of actually goes back to the conversation of it's really important to eat foods that have anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah. And that, that's not just black currants, but that's, you know, it's a nutrition concept that we all know and accept. Mm. Um, so, you know, making sure you reduce your inflammation levels as much as possible in your body um, is so important mm. for or COVID because your body and your immune system has to be able to recognize it and it has to be able to mount a defense to it. Yeah, so interesting, Fleur. And yeah, you, you know, you're absolutely right. Like this is such a, you know, we know the mechanisms with it at the science work. We can see the potential application of them. I mean, the research isn't there, 
but you know I'm hoping that in light of the situation that that there is an opportunity for something to uh, happen in the next year or so that might actually show what it, it what we speculate could occur if someone you know has anthocyanins and that might help dampen inflammation and, and stuff like that because of course no one's at harm from taking currents and using them as a preventative measure but it would be so interesting to see their application in that treatment aspect as well wouldn't it no definitely and um, it was really heartening to see um, Mickey last last week actually there was a news story that black elderberries have been accepted into a clinical trial for oh. COVID oh wow so yeah, so this is, you know, there is a there is a certainly a, um, a, a common thought process amongst, you know, some people in the medical community that it's worth investigating. Yeah, um, you know these these berries for their benefits, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So Fleur, outside of COVID, then where is the research headed with black currants? What's kind of on the agenda? Can you share any kind of studies that we need to be looking out for, or mm-hmm. anything like that? Yep, no, that's a, a, a good question. So, uh, so Mickey, where, where are we at? We have published 23 performance studies, um, and that's been, you know, focused on performance rather than recovery. Um, the New Zealand Research Group has done, has been doing that recovery piece of work. Um, and we've started, you know, now that we've established the, the mechanisms and what it's doing for sports performance, you know, it is taking us into the health avenue a little bit more now um so we published a a study last year um looking at the effect of one week's intake of currents on arterial stiffness and blood pressure Mm. in the elderly Mm. so you know as we probably all know as we get older um our vascular systems tend to get clogged and suffer from wear and tear and you know the blood flow capacity reduces and that kind of thing and so it was really interesting. We did the study. It was in collaboration with the university in Japan. And they found that taking the product for one week was equivalent to turning back the clock 10 years for their arterial health. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Yeah. Somehow black current has, um, is helping reduce the consequences of aging mm. on the body's cardiovascular vas- system, which is a really stunning finding. Mm. And you know, we've seen other research showing that anthocyanins are really important for blood vessel function mm-hmm. and you know, helping reduce oxidative stress and the effect of inflammation, which leads to laying down plaque in the arteries and that kind of thing. So, you know, we, we know from our performance research that currents improves blood flow up to 35% in terms of your main arterial blood flow supply in your body. Mm. Uh, so we know it has that effect. But it was really interesting to see the effect that it it helps um, provide cardio protective benefits yeah. to a clinically significant degree. Yeah. And that was after one week. Um, that was using a higher dose. That was two capsules. Yeah. Um, and it was it really wowed the scientists because they they never expected it to 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 be showing such a profound effect within such a short space of time and you know look there's other research on other polyphenols such as cacao showing that it also has a similar effect mm. in making the arteries healthier but those studies don't you know they generally take 2 to 4 weeks to even start to show effects approaching what we've found so once again you know we've we're seeing that black current is potent and it's you know it delivers benefits really quite quickly yeah um 
and it's you know a whole body benefit it showed a benefit to the carotid and the femoral arteries so you know they're saying it's it's helping the you know the entire vasculature of the body which is really important as we age you know we want to have strong healthy blood vessels and we want to have really good blood flow which is something that as we get older we suffer from it, it becomes less effective yeah and are there plans to um replicate the study with a larger population just to see whether other studies support what yeah. you know that finding Definitely. So that was actually the second study that confirmed the effect in reducing blood pressure in in adults. Mm. We'd had a a study um, out of the UK, out of Worcester University, actually, in December 2019, and that showed that it also was reducing, um, you know, central blood pressure to a significant, clinically significant degree. But what we need to find out is, you know, we've tested people, they've taken it for seven days, they've gone into the lab, They've had their currents and then they've had their blood pressure tested. So what we need to see is whether or not it's having that effect over the course of the day. Mm. We know that the anthocyanins peak in the system and then they, you know, metabolize away. So that's that's the next question. We need, need to look at the effect over different time points in a day and, you know, increase the power size of studies as well and have more individuals. So yeah. um we yes so the the university in japan is is interested in doing follow-up studies and we're also really interested to see uh the effect on arterial stiffness in athletes yeah yeah absolutely that's that's super exciting fleur yeah yeah so so that's the the health space we're obviously looking at doing a longer intervention study for glycemic control Mm -hmm. and looking at what happens after three months as an example um and in terms of the sports research um we've made some some other really cool findings recently and that of course is leading to more questions and and you know we field um you know inquiries from other universities who see our research and say you know they want to do work as well so what we found last year Mickey is um as part of the sports performance mechanism that we're trying to unlock we found that in climbers, that the product is dramatically improving tissue reoxygenation. Huh. So it's not working. So the, the scientists went into the into the studies thinking that it, it might improve climbing performance because it might be improving the dilation of the brachial artery in the arm, mm. which would deliver more blood to the working muscles. But actually, that isn't what was happening at all. The brachial artery is a very, very small artery, and it wasn't showing any measurable improvements but what they found is it's having an effect on a hemodynamic level so in other words black current is allowing more oxygen to be removed from the blood's oxygen transporter hemoglobin um, and deliver it to tissues and then the muscle is using more of that oxygen during contraction so what that means is faster rapid recovery yeah. of muscle yeah and you know that's everything in exercise yeah. you know in sports performance um you know this study was performed in climbers and in elite climbers as well i mean these were some of the best climbers in britain so we knew that we could control their performance ranges really tightly we yeah. know that was validating a previous study that was done on intermediate climbers mm-hmm. and it 
confirm the findings. Um, so, you know, climbing has a really high anaerobic component to where the muscle doesn't get a lot of oxygen. So the ability to recover from anaerobic actions, you know, can be a complete game changer in deciding outcomes in team sports. And it can apply to tennis or any sport involving multiple bouts of sprinting. Yeah. Um, so essentially, if you know, with black current, it's it's doing something to the oxygen cascade. Mm. And if it's increasing oxygen availability, it means that your muscles don't have to work so hard. It's um, It means that you fatigue less and it helps maintain decision making and it can completely make a difference in sporting outcomes and impact on all of those fatigue factors. So this is, um, you know, a really big finding yeah. for us because the mechanism that we didn't expect to find uh, but we did. So now, of course, you know, we want to look at uh, what happens. It was done in an isolated arm exercise and it didn't actually find a performance finding. But the scientists were expecting because it was an isolated limb model that it probably wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but we want to look at what, what happens in a whole body, um, whole body exercise. So. So that's one of the other kind of world first discoveries that we've made. You know, the fat burning was another world first discovery that we've made. Uh, so now we are looking at what happens, what does black current do at fat burning at rest? Because all of the, the studies have been on, you know, individuals during exercise. Yeah. So does it actually elevate your, your base rate of fat burning? Yeah. And the um, one study has suggested it does. And so we're now looking at that study design in females and in overweight females so that is um that is in the pipeline unfortunately COVID has dramatically affected our research program because mm. there's no lab testing and the, we were hoping to go to a pre-olympic conference last year and release our biggest ever scientific kind of study um our, our biggest ever release of studies so that um, has now been cancelled and so we're, we're just going straight to publication with studies so we've got about um, 12 in the pipeline awesome um, so yes yeah, so there's a lot more to come and you know we have you know other 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 universities are publishing as well and we're not even aware of their studies um, we've 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 done what have we done our first study was published in 2015 um we we think we've got at least another decade to run at this before we really start unlocking the secrets of black current and fully understanding it the more we look the more we find and the more the researchers get excited and, and want to do more so it's it's been quite that is so exciting um and fleur do you take black currents yourself every day yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. Yeah. two do you take two I take two in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, do you know? I just find that it's you know, like I, I, it's it's I take it around my exercise if I'm exercising in the afternoon. Um, but generally, I try and take it in the morning because it just helps with my energy. I just find my my brain works better, um, and it yeah, it just helps. You know, I, f I feel so much different with or without it. And then you you if you if you forget to take it for a day, you feel it at the end of the day. So, yeah. Oh. No. And it's so interesting because obviously you you say that you experience that, um, but there are so many people who have no skin in the game who also yep. experience the benefits of currents. Now, question for yeah. you. Um, I exercise, I get up, and then an hour later I'll be training. Is it worthwhile me taking something like currents even though I don't have that two-hour window before I train? 
Definitely. Take it as soon as you get up because the sooner you get it into the system, the sooner it will start helping your recovery processes. So you might not have enough in your system to really increase your blood flow and have that performance effect. But it will definitely, the sooner you get it in, the sooner it's going to help your body start to recover. Okay. So we have a lot of athletes who train really early in the morning and, um, you know, that's what we tell them. Okay. No, that's such good advice. And in fact, if I'm doing a a long run for marathon training, then that will allow it to kind of kick in in that latter part of the run. You never know, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, we tell all of our Ironman athletes to redose on the bike. So you can cut out two capsules in the blister pack and tape it to the bike bars and then you redose during the race because, you know, Ironman is 10, 11 plus yep. plus out, you know, and this kind of is, is rolling out of your system after eight. So we say when you're about four hours into the race, redose. Okay. And then for the final stages, you're going to have a few extra guns with the vasodilation and the blood and you know so that is fantastic advice yeah so i know dougal took his currens on the kayaking stage in the coast to coast there you go then that got him home on that bike ride that's amazing (laughs) fleur thank you so much for your time today can you just tell the listeners how they can kind of stay up to date with everything currens and how to order and and those things Perfect. Thanks, Mickey. So uh, we uh, distribute out of Auckland and our website in New Zealand is currens.co.nz and you can sign up to our newsletter from our website um, and if you buy the products, you can opt into the, the newsletter as well and we tend to send out updates every two to four weeks and um, all of the new research that's coming out, all of the you know interesting research that's going on elsewhere in the world, the health studies, kind of tips of using it as we're learning more about it you know we put it in our newsletters our, our customers are kept up to speed with everything that's happening that is amazing Fleur thank you for your time and um, uh, post this conversation like I'm just quite uh, inspired to talk to my husband about a black current farm basically because <laughs> it sounds like it is like demand is only going to grow so um this is super exciting particularly for a little new zealand company you know to have all of the amazing things that are kind of happening so um that's wonderful thank you brilliant thanks mickey thanks for having me today right team oh well i really hope that you enjoyed that and that you also got your pens and paper out and kind of took some notes and if you don't already definitely jump on that Curran's website and hook yourself up with a dose to see what difference you find that it makes. And I've got to say, like I was pretty convinced after that conversation with Fleur and even more so when I posted about me taking blackcurrant supplements and I got so much feedback from you guys out there to say that you've also experienced really good health benefits from taking them. So, and I think it's amazing actually. And in another life, or perhaps, potentially down the line you might find me starting up a uh, black currants farm unless of course you beat me to it so as I said you can find more information on currents.co.nz or currents.co.uk and you actually get 20% off your first order too which is pretty sweet now next week on the podcast I bring 
to you someone who I am just so thrilled that I had the opportunity to talk to and she was so gracious with her time and that is Catherine Switzer. I don't think you need to be a runner to understand how important Catherine has been in the women's running movement ever since she refused to be removed from the Boston Marathon course in 1967 and she really dedicated her life to advocating for women's running and she was absolutely instrumental in the fight for an Olympic marathon in the 1984 Olympics and anyone that is a runner will know just what it means to love running and how it absolutely can change your life and you know Catherine has devoted her life to it and we have such an amazing conversation so uh yeah that's like seven sleeps away but until then of course you have just enjoyed an awesome episode and if you haven't caught any of the other episodes you've got like 24 to catch up on so absolutely do that and you can if you like it subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and uh, tell your mates too that'll be awesome until then you can find me over on instagram and twitter at mickey willardin on facebook at mickey willardin nutrition and then over on my webpage mickeywillardin.com and i would love to help support your individual nutrition journey so sign up for a nutrition coaching plan book in for a consultation Or if you're waiting for a weight loss plan to suit you as you're kind of beginning that May, that kind of spring if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, autumn slash winter if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then just push pause on that for my Mondays Matter program. And that's coming out early May, which is an innovative, effective approach for sustainable fat loss. And I'm super excited that I'm just putting the finishing touches on it now, but you will hear more about that. Anyway, team, until then, enjoy your week. Catch you next week. See you later.